So good morning, everybody. Feels like a beautiful day to start our retreat. The rain, the mist, the autumn colors. Feels like we're shrouded in a blanket in which to go inward, drop into the silence, stillness. So we begin our retreat practice, cultivating the quality of mindfulness, mindful awareness, capacity to know directly, immediately, our experience, to meet ourselves and whatever happens with a kind attention. meeting things as they are, with presence, with curiosity, with a spirit of welcoming. Imagine how it would be to welcome yourself, your experience, and everything that happens here on the retreat. Mindfulness is a receptive quality of attention that allows everything to be as it is in its natural place. Simply turning the lens of awareness towards what's here, what's arising, what's wanting to be known, So the good news about this practice is we're cultivating a quality that's already innately within us. Awareness is the nature of our mind. We all have this capacity. And through mindfulness, we cultivate, we grow, we plant seeds of attention of intention. This practice is imminently possible. So I think it's useful to approach the practice with a sense of confidence. Yes, I can do this. This is possible. I can be awake to my experience. I can be present to what is. And of course, there's always infinite room to grow and to deepen that experience, that practice, that skill. So one thing I like to do at the beginning of a practice period, which we are about to, but we are embarking on, is to invite you to do a short one-minute meditation, the hardest meditation you'll do on this retreat, 
And the instruction for the meditation is to not pay attention to anything. Okay? Don't be mindful, don't be aware, don't make effort, don't try, and don't notice anything. And see what happens. Okay, you got one minute to do this. see some of you trying too hard. There's no point in me ringing the bell because you're not paying attention. So, but that was an instruction to stop not paying attention. <laughs> so, what do you notice when you don't pay attention? Or when you try not to pay attention, try not to be aware? What do you notice? Anybody? Anybody notice something? Yes? That your mind is trying to, trying to get someplace. Trying to get someplace. Okay, so you're noticing trying. Okay, good. What else? Yes. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It might work with intoxicants. <laughs> it might work with intoxicants. <laughs> so what doesn't work? The mind doesn't stop noticing. The mind doesn't stop noticing. Exactly. So the, the, the point is it's impossible. It's an impossible task. The mind, whatever we mind, attention, awareness, is always aware of something. Whether we like it or not, whether we try or not. So this is the good news. We are always aware of something. And sometimes we come to retreats, oh, 10 days, I've got to really work hard to be aware and pay attention. And God, such a lot of effort. I groan and just feel overwhelmed by the magnitude of all those micro moments of attention we have to apply ourselves to. Well, it's already happening. So the question is, what are we paying attention to? What are we aware of? Where does our attention go? Does it go to places that are skillful, that are supportive of our well-being, of our happiness, of clarity, of concentration, calm, peace? Does it go to places that are distressing, anxiety-provoking, stressful? Or places where we don't really know where we're going? So this is part of our practice, to know Mindfulness is to know what's happening as it's happening, to know where we are, 
to know where the attention is going. So I introduced that practice because I'd like to invite a quality of uh, resting or trusting or allowing. Sometimes we get caught in a lot of tightness and striving and willfulness. And there's a place for, for applied effort, for a certain strength in the effort, but not from a place of scarcity or lack. So one of the instructions I take to heart a lot from the Buddha is the instruction, whatever the mind frequently dwells and ponders upon, that becomes the inclination of the mind. Whatever the mind frequently dwells and ponders upon, that becomes the inclination of the mind. So one of the things we get to see when we come to meditation or retreat is we get to see where the habits of our mind have taken us in the past, in the immediate past particularly. We, get to, we bring in the habits of our mind so we're still, we sort of we drag them in with us. Obsession about work, fixation about relationship, worry about money, or whatever our particular thing is in the moment. So with Mindfulness practice, we're inclining our mind to the present, to what's here, to meeting what is with awareness, with curiosity, with kindness. Inclining the mind away from the habitual, restless thinking mind. Inclining the mind towards the body Body is always in the present moment. Senses are always in the present moment. So in the first day or two, we'll be inclining the attention to the breath as a support for mindfulness. Using the simplicity of the sensations of the breath as a way to ground and tether the attention to the here and now. But before we start the practice formally, I'd like to suggest a couple of things to experiment with at the beginning of your sitting if you don't do that already. So first is just to take a moment when you take your meditation seat to attune to your intention for your practice. And maybe right now you can attune to your intention for this retreat. What brings you here? What was the motivation to take 10 days out of your life to be still, to be quiet, to go within? And let that intention carry you in the ups and downs of the days here. And we can bring that intention to this very sitting. What is your intention for your practice as you take your seat? What quality may you be calling forth? Mindfulness, presence, kindness, patience, 
acceptance, metta, love, curiosity, balanced effort, Often when we call to mind a quality, it helps bring it forth. Helps it be a little more accessible in the sitting. Sometimes it can be helpful in the moment, in, in the beginning of a sitting, to take a moment to reflect on gratitude. Seems fitting for this Thanksgiving retreat. Take a moment to sense into what you might be grateful for, which may just be the very fact of sitting. Ah. How delightful to be here doing doing nothing except being present, sitting, breathing, letting everything else go. Another thing that can be useful at the beginning of practice is to attune into a sense of well-being, a sense of natural ease, somewhere in the body that's feeling relaxed, easeful, perhaps even recalling a time when we were feeling at ease. So we start the sitting from a place of wholeness or well-being. Not rejecting anything that's already here, but again, using the Buddha's instruction of inclining the mind. Often we overlook a natural sense of ease and well-being. We get caught in the mind of deficiency, and striving, trying to get something that's not here. And often we overlook what is here. Maybe there's already ease and well-being and peace in our body, in our heart, in our mind. If not, that's okay. And as I said yesterday about calling forth the quality beginner's mind, many of you have sat many retreats. For some of you, this might be your meditation 5,623 or 11,021. Or maybe it's number five. 
But no matter what the number, it's very easy for our mind to slip into the habit of, oh, I know what this is, I know what meditation's about. We glaze over to the freshness and the aliveness of what's here. So as T.S. Eliot said, we shall never cease from our exploration. And at the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. So can we know our experience, our bodies, our breath, our mind, this moment, as if for the first time? Which is really always how it is. So settling awareness as you take your seat into the body Sitting with ease, upright, relaxed. Adjust your posture if you need to. Pouring awareness into the body like water fills a pitcher. Feeling, sensing the body from within. What's the felt sense quality of the body sitting, touching the earth, feeling the contact of the legs, feet, with the ground, with the earth? Knowing that you're here, checking that you're here by feeling that aliveness of the body. Maybe physical sensations, or maybe energetic sensations, maybe the fire element of warmth and coolness. Noticing if you're holding any tension unnecessarily, letting the shoulders be heavy, the belly soft, the muscles of the face heavy, eyes soft, jaw relaxed. The body is like this. Sensations are like this. As we sit with mindfulness of the body, we of course naturally notice the movement of the breath. Breath breathing itself, organic life moving, air element moving 
in and out. What are the sensations this morning, this moment, that are felt with the in-breath? Tickle in the nose, lifting of the chest, movement of the upper back, shoulder blades, expansion of the belly. Maybe the breath is very subtle and you just notice a slight movement in the rib cage. What are the sensations of the out-breath? So without controlling or manipulating the breath, staying present for the duration of an in-breath, duration of an out-breath. Feeling and sensing the sensations permeating the sensations with awareness. And of course, for many of you, in the first day, first morning, can be a bit of a sleepy, groggy, foggy state of mind. So I see quite a few heads nodding, doing the wailing wall practice. So if that's true for you, if you're feeling like you're in this warm, dreamy cocoon that sort of feels present, but sort of dreamy, then open your eyes, sit upright, take some deep breaths. Let the light stimulate some energy. working as we always do with the thinking mind, with a habit of dwelling, fixating, obsessing, being entranced by the thinking mind. So noticing when you're lost in thought or have been lost in the tunnel of thought. And each time, without judgment, Perhaps noting our thinking, thinking, judging, planning. Let the thought go, shift the attention back to the physical present. Re-establish awareness of the body. 
resume awareness of the breath, sensations of breathing. Again and again, resuming awareness of the breath, perhaps hundreds of times in a sitting. So we patiently gather, collect, and unify the attention into the moment, to the breath. And even though we'll notice many other things, other phenomena, sounds, other sensations, feelings, imagery, noticing that, and then for the sake of continuity and this gathering, collecting process, unifying the mind, coming back again and again to simplicity of mindfulness of breath.
I'll close the sitting with a poem about silence from Rolf Jacobson. Speaks quite well to uh, letting go of our worldly lives into the silent realms. Try to be done now with deliberately provocative actions and sales statistics, brunches and gas ovens. Be done with fashion shows and horoscopes, military parades, architectural contests, and the rows of triple traffic lights. Come through all that and be through with getting ready for parties and eight possibilities of winning on numbers, cost of living indexes and stock market analyses. Because it is too late It is way too late. Get through with and come home to the silence afterwards that meets you like warm blood hitting your forehead and like thunder on the way and like the sound of great clocks striking that make the eardrums quiver. Because words don't exist any longer. There are no more words. From now on, all talk will take place with the voices stones and trees have. The silence that lives in the grass, on the underside of every blade, and in the blue spaces between the stones. The silence that follows shots and birdsong. The silence that pulls a blanket over the dead body and waits in the stairs until everyone is gone. The silence that lies like a small bird between your hands, the only friend you have. So I don't know about you, but one of the things I found continually about meditation and meditation retreat is it's very humbling. It's very humbling to look at our mind, especially if we've been doing this practice a long time, and to see how challenging it continues to be at times, to, be pre- to simply be present, to, to, to reside here, and not somewhere else. To simply let the attention settle on the breath and then to see how much it wanders and strays and analyzes and compares and judges and fixes and controls and does anything but want to be here. Anybody find that? Anybody notice your mind wandering a little bit? (laughs) Any thoughts happening? Any fogginess and dullness. Sometimes it can seem like the breath is almost elusive because of the lack of clarity in the mind. And of course that's often how it is in the beginning of a course. We arrive tired, often, or just overstimulated, overcaffeinated, busy, complex lives. And it takes a while for the, the, the mind, for the body to settle, for the energy to, to rise, to 
for the awareness to become more subtle, because what we're paying attention to is much more subtle than our usual stimulations. So it's really important in the beginning of retreat to be patient. Be patient with yourself, patient with your mind, patient with your attention, patient with each other, patient with mindfulness. To not set unrealistic and possibly high expectations of how your practice should be. It is how it is, and then we meet that with mindfulness. The distracted mind is like this. The wandering mind is like this. The foggy, deluded, cloudy, clueless mind is like this. The confused mind is like this. Oh yeah, I'm feeling confused. Oh yeah, this is dullness. Oh yeah, this is fogginess. Oh, this is sloth and torpor the Buddha spoke about. Oh yeah, it's like this. It's all okay from a certain perspective. It doesn't matter actually what's happening, whether it's pristine clarity or foggy dullness. Can we meet that with awareness? That's the practice. Without reactivity, without cultivating more seeds of hatred and aversion. Very simple, not easy. And then we do it again in the next moment. (laughs) And then the next moment. (laughs) And then the next moment. So if if you think you completely blew the last moments, that's okay. There's a gazillion more to come. So we just keep beginning again and again. That's the good news. Doesn't matter how far you wandered, how spaced out you got. Start again and again. So patience, kindness, being kind with ourselves, kind with our tired bodies, our perhaps sluggish minds. Kindness with the doubting mind. What the hell am I doing here? Why did I sign up for this? I could be where? Hawaii and I'm here? Can I be lying on a hammock right now? My knees are hurting. So kindness with a doubting mind, a resistance. Our resistance is like this. Not wanting to practice is like this. It's amazing to see how we can so want to be somewhere. Like how many of you have been wanting to, have been really excited about coming here? And, you know, fantasizing, imagining, and hoping and expecting. And then, you know, and then maybe it meets your expectations. Maybe it's exceeding your expectations. But often the first day, it's sort of like, oh, really? <laughs> it's this hard? <laughs> I forgot how hard it was. <laughs> I forgot how much my mind needed training. Oh, yeah, right. Beginner's mind, starting again. Just this. Where every time we, it's like replanting the garden, we first have to, we have to till the soil, till the soil of our mind. And then we, then we plant these seeds of kindness, of mindfulness, 
intention, wisdom, like so. So I'd like to say some things about walking meditation. We'll have lots of wonderful opportunities to walk in the rain, for those who like walking in the rain. I have many fond memories of doing retreats in the rain, particularly on the East Coast at Insight Meditation Society and putting on all my rain gear and I'm taking an umbrella out. And there's something really conducive about rain and meditation. They seem to work really well together just to bring us close to ourselves, into ourselves. So if you like walking in the rain, there's plenty of opportunity. But there's also walking rooms upstairs and downstairs and at the steps out there. You can walk in the corridors of the dorms and wherever you can find a dry space. So, one of the nice things about having a longer retreat like this is we get to really drop more deeply into the practice, drop more deeply into walking practice, and to really feel the nourishment and the benefit and the support of that practice. It's a very beautiful practice to walk with presence, to walk with mindfulness, to walk with a sense of dignity, to learn how to bring this quality of attention to our bodies, to motion, to physical activity, to standing, to walking, to things that we do every day of our lives. Very ordinary, very simple, and it can also be very profound. One step. I remember working with a student who did a uh, retreat uh, this year, a very difficult retreat for her, and it's almost impossible for her mind to rest in the present moment, where she was so tortured by her uh, traumas and conflicting thoughts. And and she said she was outside, she loves nature, and in the middle of the torment and the raging mind, she noticed she took one step, and just for that one moment, it was like the clouds parted, and she just felt completely, utterly present, with one step touching the earth, feeling the, the, the touch of the earth under her sole of her foot, lifting, placing. And she said the whole retreat was worth that one moment, that precious presence that can happen with a simple activity. And we know that, and I think you know that. There's something very profound about walking. We just get present to one simple step. And there's a sort of knowing, oh, that this is what's being pointed to. This quality of presence is available, it's accessible, whether it's with the breath, with a step, with a tasting of some strawberries. So let's uh, stand for a moment and we'll do a little standing meditation, a little walking instruction.
And maybe notice how little you noticed the transition from sitting to standing. Did you notice much about that? <laughs> I just wanted to get up. The mind immediately flips to the future of standing rather than the, all the different motions in between. So I could get you to do that again, but I won't. But next time you do that, just do it really slowly. Be aware of the intention to move, the impulse, feel the energy lifting in the body. And how do you get up? It's a complicated thing, getting this lump of limbs and bones to move from down there to up here. I like to notice the, the, the radical shift in energy. When I'm standing, my, my whole energy and energy body feels very different. There's more uprightness, there's more alertness, there's more length, there's more energy in my, in my head center. There's a little more brightness. Affects my diaphragm, so my breath's different. Maybe a little tighter. And then let yourself feel your soles of your feet. Feel the weight of this body. It's a lot of weight going down into those complex set of bones in the ankles and the feet. Noticing the pressure, the texture, the density, the heaviness. Notice where you place your feet. Where does your weight go? The sides, the middle, the front, the back. Notice the legs, sensations in the legs, the calves, the knees, the thighs. Notice the pelvis and the hips, the pelvic bowl. Sensing your back, lower back, upper back, shoulder blades, shoulders. Let your shoulders be relaxed, let your arms be heavy. Hang by your sides, you can hold your hands in the front or the back. Put your hands in the pockets, doesn't really matter. Whatever's comfortable. Where have your head? Skull, neck, face. Can you be aware of your brain? big, heavy mass in your skull. Where have your chest, your belly? Where 
Notice the movement of the body, even in stillness there's movement. So you can either have the eyes closed, or if you need them for your balance, have the eyes open, just have them cast down, maybe six, ten feet in front of you. Gaze soft. So sometimes you maybe feel more drawn to just doing a standing meditation than a walking meditation. That's fine. It's very supportive for concentration if you choose to sit and then just stand during the walking period and then sit back down for the sitting. Wonderfully conducive for stillness. Or during during some point during the walking practice, just feel free to stop and stand. Or when you're walking and you feel swept up by a storm of feeling and angst and worry and strong emotion, you can stand, stop, pause, breathe, close your eyes, sense your body, sense the feelings, let the storm pass through and then start walking again. So let's just move the weight from side to side as we do when we walk. Feel the shift in weight, how it affects the legs, the bones, the muscles. And then we can walk standing still. So if you can walk forward, fine, but most of us will be able to do that. So you can just lift the feet and place. Just feel all those movements, sensations. No need to look at the feet. So just get a sense of inhabiting your body. Felt sense without thinking too much about it. Just simply aware of the sensations. You could do this or walking meditation, really have the sense you're not going anywhere, not accomplishing anything, not doing anything productive. The mind loves that. And coming to a standing still. So in the walking uh, practice, uh, especially in the walking rooms, but anywhere you find a place, in the walking rooms you want to walk, the shortest distance across the room, not lengthways, so as many people can be in the room at the same time. Did I get that right? Yeah, I got that right. Um, and what I find I, what's useful to do is just to stand at the one side of the room and just arrive, settle, ground, tension in the body, and then begin walking mindfully and walk at whatever pace is useful for you to pay attention. You don't have to walk slow. You can walk at a normal pace. You can walk. At, you can walk fast. You can just whatever pace feels suitable in the moment, and that will change. Sometimes after a sitting, I normally walk normal pace, wake the body up, freshen up a little bit, and then over time, the body seems to want to slow down. I slow down, but not from some idea that it's good to, to walk slow, just because the body seems to want to walk slower. And sometimes the body wants to walk really slow, and really pay attention to the fine sensations. Um, but really pay attention to what pace works for your practice. And if you're wobbling or you're f- 
finding it hard to balance, you're probably walking too slowly. So there's, you know, what's great about walking practice is there's a lot of stimulation. For some people, that helps them be more present. For some people, that's distracting. Keep most of your attention in your body. Of course, you need to be aware of what's around you, where you're moving in space, with other people. But keep the, keep the focus really uh, here in your internal experience for the most part. If you're outside and you love nature and you want to look around, what I like to do is I go to my place and I look around. I let myself really drink the beauty in. And then I come back to walking. And then I walk up and down a few times. And then if I'm feeling pulled again, I stop and I look around. I take in the beauty. Mindfulness of seeing. Mindfulness of joy. Mindfulness of love or whatever gets elicited. And then walk again. So we're really doing one thing at a time. And all the instructions that we give in here, paying attention, noticing what the mind's doing, coming back, returning, starting again, that all, of course, applies to the walking practice, the standing practice. And any other times that you're moving through the day, through the center, same instructions apply. Be present, be here. Any questions? about anything that has been said, sitting practice, walking practice, practical or otherwise. Okay, so enjoy your walking practice. Enjoy your day of practice. Thank you.